Welcome to the Empower Working Mom Revolution podcast, the ultimate destination for all you incredible working moms out there. Hey there, I'm your host, Jocelyn Young, a certified life coach dedicated to guiding moms to build successful careers while being present parents. This show is your guide to creating transformational change in you as a working mom, where you'll discover your own empowering, actionable tips and tools, and we'll dive into inspiring stories and topics such as nurturing your well-being, setting boundaries, managing time effectively, and cultivating self-compassion. So join me here every Wednesday as we revolutionize how you show up as a working mom, which makes remarkable changes in yourself, your family, your career, and the world around you. So remember to hit that subscribe button and let's go on this transformative journey together. Welcome to the Empower Working Mom Revolution Podcast. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey everyone, a quick announcement before we dive into today's episode. Do you love a good checklist to maintain your organization and alleviate the overwhelm that comes with the multitasking of a working mom's life? Well, then don't miss out on our monthly checklist for working moms. This free invaluable tool will guide you in staying organized every month of the year. Just go to www.empoweredworkingmomrevolution.com to grab it for yourself. Hey there, working moms. Welcome to another episode where we are continuing our conversation about self-care. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to nurture yourself, really a guide to helping you keep yourself accountable to prioritize self-care for you as a working mom and career mom. So we're going to talk about why self-care matters, identify the barriers to self-care, some practical self-care strategies for you to take away and put into action, um, the importance of building a support system. And finally, we'll talk about how when you prioritize your self-care, how that positively impacts other aspects and areas of your life. So let's talk about why it's important to prioritize our self-care as working moms and career moms. Well, one is we are always serving in some capacity or form, whether it's in our careers or in our homes with our families and kids. And in order for you to serve in that way in your careers and with your family and raise emotionally stable kids and be a present parent is you also need to serve yourself and take care of yourself. Because I'm sure you've heard this phrase a lot, you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to have your cup filled in order to be there for your kids and for your family and to do the work that you love to do in your career. So I'm gonna share a little bit of a personal experience and lessons that I've learned of why prioritizing your self-care is super important. So when I had my kids and they were super young, when they were toddlers and even in early elementary school days, you know, there was a lot being asked of me in terms of taking care of the kids, even with my husband's help, right? Like making the meals, helping them go to the bathroom, taking them to activities, doctor's appointments, all the things, school-related activities. And then I also had my career at that time as I was a teacher, And there were responsibilities there and I was serving in that capacity and I was serving all the time and never allowing myself time to tend to my own needs and tend to my own self-care. That was not a priority. And what happened was I became even more tired. I had less energy. I became stressed. I became overwhelmed. I became burned out and that impacted my way of engaging with my kids. I became 
um, impatient with my kids. I would use my loud voice or I would be even, even more impatient in my work too. Um, and I'd be, you know, really snappy and, um, it just, I wasn't being my best, you know, self and my best self. I wasn't giving my best self to either areas of my life, my family, my kids, or my work, because I wasn't allowing myself to tend to my own self-care, my physical and mental health needs. And when mama is tired less energy, stressed, overwhelmed, burnt out. You know what happened in my household? We had more tantrums, right? I had more outbursts. There was more conflict in my household between me and the kids and even between me and my spouse because I was tired. And there is research out there, medical research out there that when you are tired and stressed, that is when conflicts happen more often. And that's when tantrums happen with your kids. Your kids pick up on your energy. And so I noticed that and I was like, why is this happening? Is because I was serving from a place where I was completely empty. You know that phrase like you don't serve, you you can't serve from an empty cup. You have to fill your own cup in order to be there and be the best version that you want to be for your kids, for your family, and for your career. So that's my little story about my own experience and how I came to this place in this season of my life of really prioritizing my self-care and making that my first priority. So which leads me into our first point in this uh, podcast episode about why self-care matters for us as working and career moms. So let's recognize that there are a lot of things that you juggle as a working mom between your responsibilities in your career and responsibilities with your kids and family and maybe extended family and also trying to juggle your personal well-being, right? How do you maintain your physical and mental health needs and tend to those? So there's a lot of things that are that you're you know, dealing with and trying to organize yourself with and figure out how to do all of it. And I know from my personal experience that we can tend to get into this space of thinking, oh my gosh, this is so hard. This is so challenging. It's so overwhelming. And yet I want to offer a reframe of that mindset of What if we can just recognize all the things that are asking for our attention, all the responsibilities, and let it be easy, right? Let it be easy. And how we can let it be easy is first prioritizing our self-care. So let's talk about the benefits of prioritizing self-care. For example, when you tend to your physical and mental health, you actually will feel better energetically and also feeling in your body you will feel better you'll feel actually physically more strong it reduces stress you'll feel more efficient you'll feel more productive because you are in a state of calm and groundedness i call it the neutral state right you're not in heightened emotions you're not in heightened stress or overwhelm or burnt out you are in that neutral state where you can think clearly. And so then that means you are more productive, you are more present, you are more efficient, and that's how you are able to raise emotionally stable kids. You're emotionally stable, right? When you are emotionally stable because you've tended to your uh, self-care, 
That's when you can raise emotional, stable kids. And that's when you can make the greatest contributions and, and positive impact in the world through your career. And it all comes to prioritizing your self-care. So let's bring this home with some research data. So according to a study by the American Psychology Association, working moms who prioritize self-care report lower stress levels and better mental health. Also, research conducted by the Harvest Business Review found that employees and working moms who incorporate self-care routines in their daily lives tend to be more productive at work. And working moms who invest time in self-care often experience increased efficiency and are better equipped to handle workplace challenges and situations. And lastly, a study published in the Journal of Family Psychology revealed that when working moms engage in self-care, it has a positive effect on family relationships. All right, let's talk about the barriers to prioritizing our self-care because let's be realistic here. As working moms, there are things that we face that make it hard to prioritize your self-care. And let's just put it out there on the table and talk about it. So let's explore three common barriers that I have noticed in conversations with working moms and also with my clients and also in myself as a fellow working mom. The first barrier is time, whether it's lack of time, finding time, and that has been a barrier to prioritizing your self-care. The second barrier that's most common is guilt, the guilt of allowing yourself time or asking for that time, right? Because you need to, you know, in order to give yourself that time, you have to ask someone to maybe watch the kids or even like take time away from hanging out with the kids so that you can have that self-care time. And the third barrier is accountability, like being accountable to yourself, taking so that you can take action to prioritize self-care. So those three barriers are just three of the common barriers that I have noticed um, in conversation with other working moms and in coaching my clients and also myself. So time, guilt, and accountability. And so let's talk about each one and how we can overcome those barriers specifically. So let's explore how we can overcome the barrier of the time aspect that's getting in the way of prioritizing your self-care. So when you think of time, the most common thing that I hear is, I don't have enough time, or how do I find the time? And to that, you know, what I'm questioning is, is how are you thinking about how much time you need for self-care? Because when you look outside in society or even on Instagram, like you see things like self-care, like 30 minutes at the spa or like, you know, 60 minutes, um, a you know, doing meditation or, you know, giving yourself a whole day to just be out in the woods. Okay, those are all great things. And as a working mom, my first thought is like, let's be real here, right? I've got so many things on my plate. I have things to do, you know, places to go and kids to take care of everything. So how can we reframe our um, perception of time for self-care? Now, granted, maybe in another season of life when your kids are older, that you can do the 30 minutes of of a workout or a a 60 minutes or even a whole day, right? Depending on your season of life. But if you are in a season of life where it's like, I don't even know how I can find that time. Well, I'm going to invite you to think about time differently in in self-care is starting off small. Start off small for self-care. Self-care doesn't mean what society says like, 
a whole spa day or you know, 30 minutes of meditation. Those are all great things. But if you're in a place of like, I know I need to prioritize self-care, even just allowing yourself five minutes to just sit and close your eyes or one minute to offer yourself a breath, that is a form of self-care. And prioritizing that, just a little small sliver moment of your day or even throughout your day, is better than nothing. So to overcome the time barrier aspect is to reframe and rethink, reframe your um, perspective around how much time you need, right? If you aren't prioritizing your self-care at all, is to start off small in order, and because you're building a new habit and we can't go from zero to 60, we can go from zero to five and start there. And then once you're at five and you're feeling good, then go five to 10, right? Things in, in, in that fashion to prioritize your self-care and to overcome the barrier of time. Okay, next, let's talk about the barrier of the guilt. Ooh, the guilt, the mom guilt that we feel all over the place, no matter what the topic is. But we're talking about self-care and the guilt that we that you feel and we feel, me included, when we are prioritizing our self-care. Because if you're anything like me, right, sometimes there's that guilt of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm like gonna, you know, Uh, carve away like even 10 minutes just to sit in the bathroom by myself as a form of self-care where it's quiet and no one's bothering me, right? There's that level of guilt that it just is sitting inside of you of feeling like, oh my gosh, this is selfish and this feels really like I shouldn't be doing this. And here I want you to pause and think, where do you think that's coming from, right? Where is that narrative coming from? And is that really helpful? Because as, as we are talking about it right now, that narrative is actually keeping you from actually prioritizing your self-care. So what we need to do is actually work, overcome, or actually alleviate the, the intensity of that guilt, right? The guilt is not helping you to prioritize your self-care. So how do you overcome the guilt? Well, first is detoxing from that narrative of like, feeling guilty to put yourself first and take care of yourself, right? So a new narrative I invite you to um, consider is instead of I feel guilty that I am giving myself this time to tend to my own self-care is I deserve this time because when I give myself this self-care time, it actually positively impacts everything else around me. It's serving others. When I serve myself, I am able to serve others. And so that is a whole 180 turn of the uh, narrative of the guilt, right? Offering a new narrative for you to believe in. And sometimes you're like, great, Jocelyn. Like I'm just, it's like an affirmation. Well, the more you more you remind yourself of this new narrative, you start to feel that energetically inside and you start to believe that. And it starts taking that practice of saying that out loud, whether you write it on your mirror, you know, or you write it on a post and put it right in front of you when you're brushing your teeth, whatever that new narrative is, right? And you can use the one that I offered. I deserve to 
honor myself and take care of myself so that I can take care of others, right? Versus, oh man, I feel guilty. So offer yourself a new narrative to help you overcome and alleviate the intensity of the feeling of guilt. All right, let's talk about the third barrier, which is accountability. Keeping ourselves accountable to prioritize self-care. This is one of the huge, most frequent barriers for not just self-care, but for anything new that you're trying to do, right? In terms of building a new habit, like prioritizing self-care is a new habit that you're trying to form. And keeping yourself accountable is a huge barrier in being able to take action and do that for yourself. So how do we address this barrier of accountability? Well, first is identifying in other areas of our life, what are ways that you have done and used to keep yourself accountable? So for example, I'll use my personal example. One of the ways that I've noticed that I keep myself accountable in other areas of my life is my calendar. And having my calendar is why accountability partners, one way I keep myself accountable. Other ways is if I have something that I'm dedicated to doing with someone else. So for example, I was part of a book club and we had scheduled meetings and I was committed to that group of people and that kept me accountable accountable because it required my presence to be there, my participation to be there because I was involved with another group. So that was another form of accountability. So for you to figure out how to overcome the accountability barrier to prioritizing your self-care, look at other areas in your life where you do keep yourself accountable. What do you do? What do you use? Is it people? Is it your calendar? Is it post-it notes? Whatever it is that you use to keep yourself accountable in other areas of your life and bring that into keeping yourself accountable for prioritizing your self-care. All right, we just addressed the three common barriers to prioritizing self-care as a working mom. We're going to now talk about some simple, practical self-care strategies that you can just experiment and play around with to get you started. So first tip is start off small. Like I said earlier, to overcome the time, time barrier is starting off small, meaning in terms of like one minute or five minutes is identify just a simple self-care tool or self-care practice that you can do in in one minute or five minutes. And the basic, most easiest one is coming to the attention of your breath, allowing yourself one minute or two minutes to do some deep breathing, belly breathing. Or you can do a body scan where you close your eyes and you scan from your head all the way to the tips of your toes of how you are feeling and allowing yourself to feel into your body. It could also be one or two minutes of looking outside, paying attention to the birds, paying attention to the trees. So the key is to keep it simple and short to start the practice of self-care. A second way to start integrating the practice of self-care in your daily busy life is to bundle your uh, activities, bundle your self-care with another activity that you already currently do. I'm referring to um, BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits work. 
where you tack on a new habit to already an already existing habit. So for example, in my life, whenever I'm driving in the car, I used to commute to work, I would bundle in listening to podcasts because listening to podcasts for me was a form of self-care. So when I got into the car, it triggered me to put on my one earbud because we got to be safe and listen to my podcast. Now, nowadays is when I, after I eat lunch, right? I have to eat lunch. I take a walk after I eat lunch. And that has become a new habit, right? You're bundling a new habit to an existing habit or you're doing two things at the same time. So if you're like, another example is like your uh, mommy Uber, right? You're taking your kids all over the place to different activities. What is one thing that you can maybe listen to a meditation while your eyes are open, obviously, listening to a meditation as you're driving the kids around, right? Or um, if you like talking with your kids while you're driving around, that's okay too. But if you are needing, like you're waiting in the car, that is one way to add on a new habit of what is a self-care thing that you can do while you're doing an existing activity or task. Now, the third thing I'm going to talk about as a practical self-care strategy for us as working moms and career moms is the importance of setting your boundaries and saying no. Because in order for you to allow yourself to prioritize your self-care is the need to set a boundary, right? The need to say no. And saying no, not just to other people, but to tasks that are asking for your attention. So for example, saying no to like, I got to check this email. Well, saying no to checking that email and giving yourself two minutes to do a deep breathing exercise or to close your eyes and just to give yourself a breath, right? Saying no in that respects. So that is the third practical self-care strategy is identifying those boundaries and setting those boundaries and learning to say no, whether it's to people or just to tasks that are asking for your attention. All right, last thing we're going to talk about is the importance of building a support system. And this relates to the third barrier that I talked about earlier um, about accountability. Have a support system because you don't have to do this alone in, in, in learning to integrate a practice of self-care, right? You can ask people to practice this with you, right? If you find other fellow working moms or career moms at your workplace or in your community or even in your school's community, right? Gathering together and doing together that energy of um, supporting each other and keeping each other accountable. Look, there's bundling of two things, support and accountability makes it more um, fun and you actually take action when you have a support system, when you have people to do it together with. So I invite you, if you enjoy community, you uh, love being around people and you notice that maybe one of your accountability (laughs) tools is to do it with people and to, uh, you know, engage in activities or build new habits is to do it with people, find your people. Now, if you are one of those who are like, I don't like doing with people, but I need accountability, I want support system, then find people that can support you, whether that is a close friend that you're like, hey, can you, um, I'm trying to do this new habit of prioritizing my self-care. 
can we check in like once every other week and you just ask me how's your self-care going right or if you are seeking um, professional help like a coach um, to help you to keep you accountable or just to support you seek professional help right seek a professional resource to keep yourself um, supported and also accountable Alrighty, let's wrap up this topic of nurturing you, a practical guide to prioritizing self-care as a working mom and career mom. Why is it important that you nurture yourself and prioritize your self-care as a working mom and career mom? Is because it will have a positive impact on your own mental and physical well-being, which in turn will positively impact the way that you show up in your career, in your engagement, in your family, and the way that you interact with your kids. You'll be that present mom who is rocking it in her career because you're super productive, efficient. You have all the time and energy to do all the things that you desire. And you're making a difference in both your kid's life and your career because you are well-equipped. Your cup is full and overflowing versus drained and depleted. So your why is because it's you're going to feel so much better and all the other people also is going to experience the best version of yourself. So I'm going to offer a main takeaway and a main coaching question for you to reflect on and invite you to take action. The main takeaway is the importance of nurturing and prioritizing your self-care is that it will positively impact you and the world around you, right? Your family, your kids, and your career. And the coaching question for you today is, I invite you to think about and reflect upon what is one tiny step that you can take today to nurture and prioritize your self-care today? Remember, what is one simple, small step that you can take? And then celebrate yourself for taking that small, simple step in nurturing and prioritizing your self-care. Alrighty, friends, my fellow working moms, career moms, thank you for sticking around and listening to this episode around nurturing your your self-care and prioritizing your self-care and a guide for that. And if you uh, loved this episode, I invite you to leave a rating and a comment. That would be so amazing to let others know about it or forward this podcast episode to a fellow uh, working mom and career mom friend. And if you're a working mom, career mom who's wanting to incorporate and figure out your way of prioritizing your self-care and needing ways to learn how to overcome those three barriers we talked about earlier in this episode of time, guilt, and accountability, then I invite you to book your free 30-minute coaching conversation with me where we can discuss opportunities to work together and get you to build that habit that's sustaining for you in self-care as a working mom. All right, thanks for listening, and I can't wait to jam with you next week. Bye, y'all.